Hi, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We're delivering fresh interviews and news on living a healthy lifestyle full of fresh fruits and vegetables and the ins and outs of the business world that make that possible. Now imagine <laughs> using drones to detect and remove landmines at Ukrainian farms or to deliver lettuces to a salad bar in North Carolina and pick apples from a commercial orchard in Wisconsin. What about drones to spray and weed a California farmer's strawberries, to monitor the health of plants and livestock in Kansas, or to help with inventory management at a New Jersey distribution center? Well, that's the plan for Xenodrone, or at least part of it. There are many plans. It's like the Jetsons or Futurama or some such sci-fi cartoon is actually coming true. We're almost at flying cars. Several drone companies are coming up these days as industries seek to solve problems along the supply chain that inch up prices at the store and the restaurant for all of us. We talk with three company leaders about Xenodrone, their intelligent unmanned aerial vehicle that incorporates machine learning software and artificial intelligence. Created to help farmers, it's evolving into a multifunctional drone for different industries. Labor problems? You may see drones picking your fruit soon. Too many sheep dying? Well, there's a drone for that. And what about that last order of wilting lettuce? There's a crisp new answer flying on the horizon. I had to do that. Let's hear it from these three drone experts. Hi, this is Amy Souter, the editor of PMG, or Produce Market Guide, retail and education editor for The Packer. And we have three guests from one company with us today. We have Sean Pasley, the founder of Zenadrone, and Simon Henry, the business development manager, and Sajid Asif, the vice president of technology. Welcome, you three. Thanks. Thank you. How are you? So, could... Um, Sean, could you tell us a little bit about the Xenodrone and the company and what, what, what it's all about? Uh, yes, um, uh, I founded Xenodrone back in 2017. It was uh, originally um, Xenopay, and then we uh, turned it to um, uh, Xenodrone because our primary focus was on drone technologies after our experience in Ireland in 2019. Uh, we went to a hemp farm um, and we were trying to use our original drone software application. It was just a software application to understand plant health and attract plant growth. And then we realized um, uh, early on in the process that we needed a drone that can handle tr the terrain of our Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, the drone was a third party drone. It was very short uh, flight time. It didn't have a necessary equipment to um, tackle the terrain. Um, so immediately we knew we needed to uh, work on our own drone to make our software work uh, well uh, in Ireland as well as any other uh, um, countries or trains. What was the drone doing at the hemp farms? It was uh, scanned the hemp farm and we were able to distinguish between the male hemp plant and the female hemp plant. Our next goal was to um, have the farmers actually remove the hemp plant from the field, but we realized that it would be too uh, laborsome in order to do that. Um, so part of our drone technology was to figure out how to remove the male hemp plant from the field 
If we're able to do that, we will be able to double production and dramatically increase the cash flow for the farmer. Mm. And, and how has this evolved to right now? Um, the, we decided and we realized um, immediately that it needed to fly for about an hour, the drone. Mm-hmm. It had to have a payload that can carry uh, ability to remove a uh, male hemp plant from the field. Um, and we also need to be able to have necessary sensors to map the terrain of Ireland. Ireland has a lot, they, they farm on the hillsides, they farm on um, mountains, they farm um, all over the place. Um, go ahead. Yeah, by the coast as well. And uh, our weather is very un- unpredictable in Ireland. So the average drone out of a box isn't really suitable for such operations. So that's why we needed something more robust with a better flight, flight time and uh, ability. Okay. And we're doing this, um, the drone evolved into more of a multifunctional drone. They can tackle the needs of many industries and many uh, different activities of agricultural um, businesses. Um, so we're able now to um, scan the field. Uh, we have a, a attachment, a spray attachment onto the drone. Again, um, after we scan all the fields and determine the health of the plants in there, our, our drone goes back into the home station, grabs a sprayer, and only sprays on areas that need to be treated versus uh, spraying all the area and waste a tremendous amount of pesticide. Or now the farmer is able to use organic spray in order to treat those areas. And they, then they can be applied to becoming an organic a farmer. Uh, okay, yeah. And then I suppose we can even take it a step back before that. So before the f- farmer actually plants anything on the land, we can scan, we scan the land to tell, find out what sort of ir- irrigation the land has, you know, whether it's suitable for planting. And some areas on, on land are, you know, they're up and down, so they're, you know, they're not always suitable for large plantations. So we can scan the land, find out the suitability first. The farmer plows the land and we can assist with the sowing of the land with, through our cedar attachment on the drone. And then obviously as the, seed, as, the, as the crops grow, we monitor the crops each day. And through the artificial and machine learning in the drone, we're able to assess the, 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 the health of the, of the yield. And then uh, that takes you on to the point uh, Sean made. Um, we're able to identify disease early and then pinpoint that disease and then return back to that piece of land with our spraying attachment and spray that land in an you know, in a efficient and precise way. Mm-hmm. So the reports that we generate uh, using this technology was also predicting uh, the solutions as well. So it's not only like spanning and giving us status, we were also uh, giving some predictions as well, which can be useful for the farmers. Oh, predictive. Grow, yes, prediction in order to grow the productivity and also, yeah, it's a couple of other factors. So that was the kind of the main use case as well for, for this. And you foresee it with with... Uh, food crops? Yep. Oh, uh, any type of crop, really. Um, we can use the, the technology. Um, yeah, so you're not limited to one type of crop. When we talk about the food, especially when we say we are going to introduce the drones for the food industry, so this is really going to have full in order to uh, produce the, uh, the quantity. And also, it can be really helpful in order to time for the market. 
and also with a timely uh, uh, different kind of uh, inspections can help to improve the health of the fruits as well. So it's more like a strong are more organic and uh, uh, less time to the market and also good and more productivity in the fruits. So that's kind of, these are the one of the major use cases that we, we can say uh, we can have for the drone in, in this industry. If you're able to find the disease at the earliest uh, possible process, the area which needs to be treated is so much smaller uh, versus yes. when it's too late, when a human being sees it. So the machine simply sees the disease far faster than a human being does. Okay. Another use, like uh, the fruits, uh, like they, that can be different kind of plants. Some plants are like a bigger, some are small. So it's not easier in a manual way, a person go and check the the fruits, trees, and you know, all that stuff. So it's very easier from an aerial point of view. A drone can easily do inspection within a short time and give a very concrete report to the farmers. We can also then go very close into the, the disease area of the plant and, and provide the, um, get a very high resolution image of that uh, area. So this would be for large farms, I would imagine. Large, uh, well, we have a drones of service. Um, so within the, we're, we're launching in Ireland as a drones of service. Um, so we're one, uh, one host farmer has a drone and they can, that same drone can service multiple, uh, multiple farmers within the uh, 25, 50 um, kilometer or uh, what's the miles? Uh, 30, 30 miles, 30 miles radius. So if you, uh, with our one drone, it would take off with, throughout the whole day. It can go to multiple charging pads, scans, uh, you know, many farmers uh, at the same time. The farmer gets the report and gets the same type of information, same type of benefit as a large farmer does. Okay. They can do kind of like a cooperative with the drone. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. And then they're only paying for a monthly fee as well as if they're going to use a sprayer. They, pay, they only pay for per use of the sprayer. So the farmers are really concerned about managing the drone. They're only concerned about the data they're getting from the drone. Okay. So it reduces the cost for the farmer as well, like uh, the labor cost. So this is more like highly efficient solution, reduce the cost for the farmers as well. Okay. I was imagining that farmers would have to buy the drone and that would be really expensive, but... Um, um, for a larger farmer, that'd be a great option because they have a dedicated drone. Uh, for smaller farmers, the host farmer, or we will also provide drone within the 30-mile radius. So right. they would just call up the drone, um, say, I, I need to, I'm interested in getting daily reports of, of my farm, and then the drone will take, to take the schedule, uh, take the daily report of the farmer. Farmer receives it by email or goes onto a website, um, looks at the report, and then the farmer is able to then say, okay, I need to get it treated. If he wants to get treated, books, uh, clicks on the button, the drone then uh, sprays those areas down, and they're able to see uh, the progress of the uh, of the spray, or the seed, or the seed, or they want to remove the weeds. They can also remove the weeds, and then the later drone? on with the same. Sorry, the, the drone can remove the weeds. Yes, the drone can remove the weeds. Uh, the similar technology we, um, we developed for the meal hemp plant removal is going to also be used to remove um, the weeds. And also, we're going to then take it to the next level later in the year um, in Wisconsin and actually use it to pick apples. Oh, tell me about that. Um, 
what we we're using is robotic arms from the drone. The robotic arms it just basically picks the the meal implant and and shreds it automatically. And now we're, we're, we're creating a different type of um, uh, handle that softly picks up the apples and then pulls it and then puts it in a nice little container and they can use that to um, ship it. So when I'm imagining a drone, I'm imagining something that's flying overhead, but um, that sounds like with an arm, that sounds like it wouldn't be like that, right? It is flying overhead, um, but then you have an arm Descended from the bottom of the drone. Wow. That then picks up the apple or, or removes the male hemp plant from the field. We, uh, with our system, it's a multifunctional system. So you have multiple attachments that automatically are inserted into the bottom of the drone. And then the, you can use it in the sprayer. So the drone's flying and the, the sprayer's on the bottom and sprays the area. It goes back to the uh, test machine, attaches a cedar, sees a particular area, and then it attaches the weed, the weed uh, killer, and then can just pick up and then shreds the weeds and spits out. Then the same weed uh, killer technology is also used to pick apples. Uh, so those are all things we'll be um, heading towards over the next few months uh, and have a very good video to show everybody how it works. Yeah. Okay. That That's amazing. Um, have you heard of this being, I mean, do far... Farms use drones in general? I mean, have you heard um, of Farmers have been coming to us about all these different use cases. So they're saying we're, they're a major, um, major labor shortage. Right. Um, the COVID has caused a tremendous, you know, right now there's a, a huge immigration problem. Um, they used to provide a good amount of workers, not only in the United States, but also where we are in England with Brexit. Brexit uh, created a huge shortage in here also in Ireland, also in France and Germany. So they can't find enough workers in order to fulfill the demand they used to just pick apples. So apples or trees are getting, the apples are going to waste um, because they can't, they can't find the labor to pick them. Yeah. They came to us, they, asked, they, they heard about our, um, our uh, hemp, meal hemp remover um, technology and they said, can you use the same technology to remove weeds? And they said, uh, yes, because all it is is for identifying the weed and then we're using our attachment to remove the weed from the field, similar to how we do the male hemp plant. And they say, okay, can you use the same robotic arm then to uh, pick up apples? And they say, yes, you can. Um, so we, we all we need, right now we're going to do, uh, in August, we're going to a Native American um, tribal farm and going to use the technology to pick apples. That'd be in August oh, of this year. Where are you said? Uh, Wisconsin, uh, by Green Bay. Okay. So you're going to kind of do testing there with that? Yes, yeah. Wow, in August. Okay. Um, so um, how does this relate to um, Amazon at all? Um, Amazon, um, in, in terms of their delivery package, is that the, the question? Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, I'm wondering about... Um, what can be learned from Amazon on the practicality of local drone deliveries? Okay. Well, it's interesting enough because last week we were in Amsterdam and, and we met the, uh, Sean from Amazon. He was the main per, major person for their uh, drone delivery person. And he gave a speech about drone delivery with a few other people 
uh, and with also Google. Google's uh, Wings was also located there. And they were telling us about 2,000 flights they delivered and about their experience of uh, delivering the drones there. Um, I would say that Amazon, um, I think Amazon initially came up with drone technology back in 2013. And what really has happened is uh, Uber Eats, uh, DoorDash has kind of fulfilled that last mile delivery um, need. And now things are coming more into the medical space, um, deliver medical supplies, uh, blood. Um, those were the kind of lead in, uh, in terms of drone, drone delivery. What we proposed to Amazon was you can use our larger drone that has uh, used for uh, 40 kilos or 84 pounds can be used to deliver more um, like um, large um, packages to. Uh, so a farmer may have a, um, a produce he wants to deliver to a grocery store. You can use our drone to do that. Not necessary to individual um, consumers, but more to business to business delivery. So you can deliver it much faster to restaurants. Um, who, are, who need to have you know fresh items for uh, for meat, for apples, for um, set salad, uh, those type of things can deliver to businesses faster and then deliver to consumers. So uh, with our 84 pound uh, payload, I uh, can deliver all those type of things to smaller businesses uh, versus having to have a large truck deliver that to businesses. Wow, that's just imagining that uh, sounds. Well, businesses need to have fresh goods, especially restaurants. Restaurants are you go, you know, the freshness of your meat, the freshness of your uh, your salads or your produce. Um, that's why people come back to your restaurant. Right. Yeah, and grocery stores. I mean, grocery stores. Well, yeah, bananas, freshness. So those, especially your out of supplies. Um, and also the gasoline prices are going up. Therefore, the, the trucks are having to go back and forth with that. Mm. Our, our technology is a battery operated. So one hour flight time, one hour charging time. So um, if you're within about 50 kilometer radius or 30 miles, you can deliver a lot of fresh goods um, all over your area uh, that same day and provide nice same day delivery. Um, and they're, therefore, you're less reliant on um trucks are there any barriers uh to entry for small businesses looking to try drone delivery or I, among I the business i think our drone is a service um we also we also have dronesservice.com that's our website we'll be providing a lot more information a lot more blogs to that website on drone service so um it's, it's for small businesses you, you don't need to own our drone our drone uh, we can sub the drones of service. So for small farmers who want to deliver to grocery stores, restaurants, we can, um, they can just have the um, a attachment machine at the location, uh, put that as part of their, um, uh, you know, description. I want to deliver apples to, you know, um, a, uh, a bakery for the apple pie. I want to deliver um, uh, maybe fresh meat to a steakhouse. I want to deliver, um, Lettuce or a lettuce bar, so I can just deliver particular to those particular businesses on the same day within a very short period of time a large payload of items. All that can be nice and fresh, and I'm you know I'm and kind of I'm, I don't have to worry about the gasoline prices going up because that's really what's harming food prices right now is gasoline prices. And the prices do end up 
Well, I think, I mean, some of it ends up in the consumer has to pay it too. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the- our technology, we use solar panels. So solar panels helps to charge up our drone. And then sometimes, you know, when the sun's out, because in Ireland, it's not always a nice sunny day. Um, we also use chemical batteries. So uh, when it's, uh, when the sun's out and it's charging and the drone doesn't need to be charged, it stores all the excess energy into chemical batteries. So later on when the drone needs to be charged, those chemical batteries are right there. Okay. Um, is this an... This seems like an example for the big picture about how um, all the challenges that we're having lately are spurring more innovation and higher tech solutions. I mean, you seem to be one example of that. I mean, are you getting more and more interest in the last two years, I suppose? Is that true? As- uh, yes. As we go to the trade shows, we're in the trade show right now uh, in in Europe. huge topic is... Um, um, landmines because right now in wow. Ukraine there's a lot of landmines being uh, built. Oh uh, wow! There. Yeah, it's extremely dangerous. Yeah, I've heard um, of it. Drone yeah. technology with a uh, metal detector can solve that problem. Our technology with the robotic arm can actually remove the the landmine from the area because landmines are pressurized. So when you step on land, all landmines work is when you step on it, you apply pressure to the top of the landmine. It explodes. So the, the uh, drones are obviously in, in the air. They're not putting pressure onto landmine. So we can use a, a no detector to detect the landmine and then remove the landmine from the area. Now, it's always a possibility that the landmine does explode. But the worst case scenario is you lose a drone. You don't lose, you don't lose people. Wow. I keep saying that. I'm urging now where the drone is a basic need in upcoming time. Yeah, it's more and more industries are emerging now where there can be extensive use of the drones. So uh, that's the kind of the drone era. So that's why we are seeing, uh, we are going in different exhibitions and we see more and more drones now for the different industries. So the R drone is more like, it's, it's multifunctional. It can be used for many different industries. Okay. The kind of, okay. Yeah, yeah, so landmines is a huge topic we've been talking here. Uh, um, Estonia wanted to, you know, uh, he's really, uh, they were ready to buy the drone right there. Um, because right now, they're just concerns. There's concerns um, uh, worldwide about um, Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. And landmass was a huge topic about how we can save lives. And we yeah. just offer a solution. So, and, and also with farmers, uh, when farmers have, um, when he, I think we have one farm, uh, land, um, the Wisconsin, uh, in, or one of customers in Wisconsin, they wanted to be, um, um, understand the health of the animals. So we have facial recognition technologies able to kind of uh, identify each animal. And we also, with our machine learning, is able to understand the behavior of the, the animal. So if the animal's getting sick, kind of like COVID, if you can find out, you know, getting a patient zero immediately, you can see so many animals. Uh, in Ireland, with our sheep farmer, which um, Simon went to, uh, they want to uh, manage the sheep because the sheep are being stolen. Yeah, yeah, the sheep are being stolen, and also we can monitor their temperature. So we set the prompt, the the ideal temperature for the, the particular animal, whether it's a sheep or a cow. We set the temp, the, the ideal temp parameters, and we can monitor the animal's uh, temperature from the drone. We can, we can check if it's if it's below or above, and we can detect you know disease or if there's something wrong with the animal early. It's similar to what 
we can do with the, with, with the crops. It's early detection. And again, this is early detection with, with livestock. And it's key as well because there's a huge uh, amount of livestock lost each year due to ill health and also there's, uh, getting lost. How many, um, how many sheep do you remember that she was losing per year? Um, well, the sheep farmer I'm dealing with, uh, she has 5,000 sheep and she loses about 300 sheep a year. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a lot. And sheep, and sheep are one of those animals which constantly grow their fur, and the fur is valuable, the, the wool. Well, so you lose 300 sheep per year, you're losing a tremendous amount of uh, income. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would... Well, sheep will live a step... Uh, sorry, you have a question? Yes. Um, one thought is, would people start being scared that, that it would monitor their, their health and violate their privacy or something? Human. Well, I suppose on most agricultural uh, estates, they're normally set away from, from uh, you know, uh, residential areas. Well, especially in Ireland, anyway, they're, they're remote areas. Yeah. And the drone, the drone is, is fully autonomous. So we preset the flight path for the drone to make sure that there's no, you know, we're not, we don't go close to any other properties. And um, it, it just flies on that farm's land. So there shouldn't be any overlooking issues. Now, neighbors might see the drone flying, but it will only fly over the particular farm that it's programmed to fly over. Or if, it's a, if it's used from a distributor to do the last mile to the, to the grocery store or to the bakery or to the, you know, those are more urban or suburban areas, um, but it would have yeah. a set path to it drop off. Some of the technology would be reduced in it, uh, so we mightn't have to have uh, video technology in it. We could use GPS, um, so there wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be privacy issues there. Um, okay. Were you about to say something, Sean? Uh, yes, I was on the sheep farmer. Um, she wants to use it more as a workhorse. So she wants to monitor the sheep. She wants to count the grass. I'm sorry. To monitor shoot. the growth of the grass. Growth of the grass. Yeah. And she wanted to uh, also see the workers on the farm uh, and, and just also make sure there's no um, intruders on the farm. Intruders as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, to be like a security camera kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and to monitor the work, just make sure the workers are working. Or, uh, part of the has yeah, been done. Is yeah, and just to kind of identify where people are spending their, you know, most parts of the day to see if they can work smarter. Uh, because it's all about, you know, smart farming, uh, precise farming. So yeah. name, our drone enables all of that, really. There, 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 I can't uh, stress um, the labor shortages. Yeah. major labor on the farms. Yeah, there so is. Yeah. Farm workers and make it more efficient. And also, uh, so they're not, being, uh, not doing the same thing over over Again, the kid does a job a little bit more um, active, a little bit more exciting, so they can learn new things. You can, you can retain the same person versus have to constantly hire people. You want to reduce your turnover. Reduce your turnover, you keep the same people, then you're, you're in better operations. So it's all about farm management and uh, farm, um, uh, farm growth. Hmm. So for just the average person in the U.S., um, how, how, if this becomes more and more widespread, uh, used at farms or used in the, to, between businesses to deliver different produce to different uh, stores or, or bakeries or restaurants, um, 
how how will this affect their lives or our uh, all of I think we can, um, with this technology, we can lower price, lower the cost, so they can see the more, more money in the pocket. Um, they will see fresher food they'll have. Um, they'll see less uh, shortages of, of critical items. So, you know, you have a major item. Um, it's all about supply chain. A lot of, the, a lot of things are, you know, in, on, on uh, bolts are kind of being stopped. There was one incident we talked to in, in Amsterdam where um, the, the, um, the ports, those, so you have these huge cargo boats right. with items. Yeah. And they're, kind of, um, they're trying to enter a port. Sometimes the ports are very busy. And yes. those, cargo, those cargo ships are not necessarily uh, unload their whole load onto the port. The port is just one of the many other ports are going to. So they want to do is use our drone just to deliver the items so the, 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 the cargo boat will stay offshore and the drone just grab the items that need to be delivered at that port, and then the ship can go to the next port. Yeah, we had a huge problem with that and outside of California at a port there, um, like 60 carriers waiting around caused all sorts exactly. of problems. Yeah, we had, we, we had a very big problem with that for a while um, also here. So, um, okay. So yeah, hopefully lower prices, fresher food, better supply yes all the things we all want okay and on the on the um and everyone else is you don't have wastage so you don't have you're not you're in the grocery store owner you're not wasting so much uh produce let's go just yeah 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 we definitely don't want to do that for money for the environment for everything reasons okay any other final thoughts about this this is very exciting um, I would say that over the next um, six months, um, our technology will be more and more um, available. Uh, we'll have more use cases. We'll have more video. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more things. So those all, all those examples, um, the key, as we go to more and more trade shows, those are, we're getting those, we're sending those customers, customers up, then we're going to those locations and performing the task. Okay. So this is in the very near future uh, in the U.S., Europe, and and farther away. Um, yeah, for our company, we are located in uh, Chicago, Phoenix, um, and also in Toronto and for North America. Uh, we have an office uh, for uh, Europe in Dublin and Berlin, and then we have a, um, an office in Dubai. Um, so we're, we're really our focus on North America, Europe, and Middle East. Do you have one headquarters in particular? Headquarters in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's pretty much all I got for now. There's so much more that this could go into, but um, I'm excited to have talked to you now and as you're growing and growing and we, we learned about this now. So um, it sounds like you're just like expanding, expanding, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're picking up new customers on a weekly basis, uh, different tasks. Um, we are we're pretty excited to uh, be at this point. Uh, I would say that uh, yeah, we'll, we should be able to provide a tremendous amount of video in the coming in the coming times, and we wouldn't mind you know if you hopefully you invite us back, we'll discuss more. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I wonder when using drones for farming and making our supermarkets run smoothly is going to become commonplace for us all. Like, will we ever receive a grocery, our grocery or restaurant deliveries from an Uber Eats, Fresh Direct, Amazon Fresh, or Grubhub drone? Air traffic control may need more attention. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and enjoy our earlier episodes. Last week, we talked with Angela Scarfia about why getting more familiar with exotic produce matters. And the week before, we heard from Amanda Kiefer of Healthy Family Project on how to shop for and cook budget-friendly family meals filled with fresh produce. And if you work in the fresh produce industry, find us on our websites, producemarketguide.com and thepacker.com. We're also active on several social media platforms like Instagram and LinkedIn. You can find more ways to follow us in our show notes, plus some helpful links to learn more about our episode guests. And we'll have more of these great healthy lifestyle and business conversations about every week. Thanks so much. I hope you learned something useful and inspirational. Talk to you next time. Thank you.